SAFM News. I'm Lulu Gabu. More news at 10 o'clock. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. So there we are, Sunday morning, and I'm back on air after two weeks away, and I had a great time in Turkey, and we'll probably talk, if not today, then maybe next week, about some of the, the media experiences that I that I saw media, certainly one that media is in journalism, and then also in terms of uh, marketing, of course, Turkey at the time that it was there was smack bang in the middle of, uh, of an election. It's interesting to see the things uh, they did. So we'll certainly talk about it, if not today, sometime next week. Thanks to Rowena Bell, who first stood in, and uh, Kim Winter stood in last week. I know that, so thank you so much for that. But the show certainly continues. We get cracking with something I think is really, really important. There's a sense that, that women are underrepresented in the advertising industry. So the first thing is, well, is that the case? Probably the next one is, why is that the case? And the most important one is, so what, in fact, are we all going to do about it? You can call in 0891104207. You can SMS to 34701. If you're tweeting, it's at Ashraf Garda. Use the hashtag Media Show. I've got three guests. Jenny Glover is with me. She's on the line. Joint Executive Creative Director at uh, the agency network, BBDO Jobek. Uh, Jenny, good chatting to you. Hi. Thank you. And Candice Hallens with me, Senior Creative at the Agency Metropolitan Republic. Candice, once again, hi. Hi. Thank you. And Sarah Dexter with me, who's a board member of uh, the Association of Communication and Advertising. That's the ACA. Sarah, good chatting to you too. Right. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Well, that's it. Lots more to come for the rest of the show, and I'll talk about that later. But let's then get into the issues. Sarah, perhaps I should start with you. Just just your thoughts. I mean, let, let's see with the, with the facts and figures here. What are the numbers in terms of women represented uh, in the advertising industry? I think if you look across the board, um, you've probably got a fairly equal sp- split within the agencies. Um, I think where there's quite a big difference, though, is if you look at the different disciplines um, in agencies. So on the um, account management side, there's probably much more of a female skew than mm-hmm. a male skew. Um, in strategy, it's probably about 50-50. And then I think in creative, it starts off fairly evenly. And then as it goes through, um, all the way through to the very, very, very senior positions, I think that's where the females do start to possibly drop away. So what you're saying is that the higher up the echelons in, in the, on the creative side only? I think so. I mean, I think if you that look changes. at MD level um, in agencies, you've got an awful lot of female-run agencies. And you've got a lot of very, very senior people in account management looking after business um, for their clients and also in, in strategic positions. But um, while we know the top uh, female CDs, because they are absolutely phenomenal, Mm, 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 they mm, probably, mm. if you did a count, definitely are in the minority. Okay, so the question is, I wonder why. Let's then talk about the creatives. Gennis Helen, of course, uh, Helen's with me. Do you you agree that there seems to be this this problem on the creative side? Now, before you even answer that, I have to tell you that certainly from from the work that I do on this show, I I often think that that women are are highly represented. And and I never even think about these type of things nowadays because there's just so many women who, who contribute in a very, very effective way. Yeah, there are. There are a lot of women that contribute in an effective way. And I do think that there are a lot of formidable female forces in leadership positions. In the creative department, it is it is a bit of a boys' club when you actually go inside to the creative departments. Um, I'm not sure exactly why that is. One theory is that some women might find it harder to take the knocks um, in male-dominated, sometimes ego-driven creative departments. And then later on in life, um, the unforgiving hours make it, difficult to balance your work ambitions with your responsibilities at home but also there are a lot of women that manage it perfectly fine so Mm -hmm. I I don't know 
Okay, but which raises an important one. There could be societal issues that uh, that impact upon your industry, as opposed to your industry deciding whether women should be uh, represented at the higher of the upper echelons. Je- Jenny Glover, just just your initial take on this. Um, I mean, I would definitely say, you know, the higher up you get, the, the, certainly in the creative department, um, there are very, very few women. Um, and I think um, someone told me a statistic the other day that there's actually 3% of ECDs uh, worldwide are women. And that's a fairly diabolical figure, I think. Mm. Um, okay. And let's just confirm for those who don't understand the jargon, ECD is an executive creative director, yeah, right? So that, means that, that means you're kind of top creative position. And that's held in an agency. Um, so, and, and certainly, the, I mean, the reason you probably think that women are well represented is because they are a very small pool of women, mm-hmm. but they happen to do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the women that we have are, are of an incredibly high caliber, but there's so few of us. So, okay, so um, if, if you're saying this, this what, let's just get this right, 3% of ECDs globally... Yes, that's a quote I got from uh, Chris Gott, so if it's wrong... <laughs> okay, so Chris has got a problem. <laughs> I actually let, also let found that same figure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or but, but I mean, okay, <laughs> Jenny, your thoughts, I mean, what's your initial reaction when, when Chris Gott told you 3%? I mean, did you say, I know that, or I cannot quite believe that an no, industry that seems to be so progressive, uh, in this case, so underrepresented? That's absolutely, I absolutely believe that's that completely. I mean, you know, um, I, I sit on the... Um, the Credit Circle Exco. Mm-hmm. I'm the only woman on that Exco, um, and yeah, that is that's how our agency and that's how our industry is um, is broken down. I'm afraid, and I think I would say that um, you know, for me, the big thing is that women are, are kind of opting out too early. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, and it's a complicated problem. I think that they're looking and they're not seeing you know they're not seeing people at the top, so perhaps they don't believe that those positions you know, are available to them. You know, why is John Hunt not Joan Hunt? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> there aren't those women in those positions. So perhaps women are opting out because they don't think um, that there's a future for them in, in this industry. That could be one reason. Mm-hmm. But I also, th- I also feel like, you know, it's absolutely doable. I have a family. I have a small baby, um, and I'm doing it. Um, and I think doing it with a relative amount of success. Um, so I feel like saying, you know, kind of, Lean in is the big terminology of the moment. Mm. Um, but for an advertising, um, just to give it an advertising slant, I think you need to do more than lean in. You need to kind of lean in and and dig your shoulders in. At the, I mean, your your elbows in at the same time. It's a very hard industry, and leaning in is um, is not good enough. All right, so I'm just wondering mm-hmm. who then should take the responsibility uh, to change this? Should it be the agencies like Network BBDO and Metropolitan Republic, or in fact, do we go to the Association of Communication and Advertising to say, can't you guys sort it out? You're the umbrella body. No, Sarah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we represent um, all the all the main agencies in South Africa, but it really is it's uh, it's it's not something that would would come from from the ACA at all. It really is mm. up to the mm. individual agencies, and I think more so than that, I think it's actually up to the women themselves. I don't think that there there should be a specific focus on getting women to the top. I mean, if if those females are not good enough, then they shouldn't be in those positions. But mm. I do think they should be encouraged to get there. And I think um, I think it's about everybody working together to find out how how is it possible. So. Um, unfortunately, despite being a very progressive industry, I think um, we have some very, very old-fashioned 
rules around the way we work you know so you have to be at your well yeah. you have to be at your you have to be in the office between certain hours and if you're not there are you working really hard um which is just so kind of 1950s mm, thinking mm, it's mm. is pathetic um i think again it's probably harder for creatives because you often work as a team mm. so you, you you might have less flexibility um but i think it's about communication and and my belief is if you if you hit deadline and you're doing amazing work then nobody should be telling you where or when you're working mm. so, so would you say that then candace that in fact you know maybe examples it may not be you but, but other examples where people in fact have have not been promoted to the highest levels purely because they're women not because they're incompetent but because they're women it may create other social problems later on down the line so it's like okay we think she's great but honestly she's going to be a problem. She's got two kids or, or, or there's, yeah. there's one coming up. As you've alluded to, it's like, you know what, better just overlook her. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think I've been tonight any opportunities because I'm a woman and I haven't really experienced anybody having a ceiling because they're a woman. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, I do feel that I've, I've had, like, to overcome certain perceptions, um, sometimes more from the client side than maybe from agency side even. But, you know, sometimes I feel like women can be a little bit underestimated. And um, I've, had to f- I've had to kind of get my mind around it. And it used to bother me if I felt underestimated mm-hmm. in a room or underestimated in, in what, what other people might think my abilities might be. But then I realized that underestimation is a really powerful ally. Because if people <laughs> underestimate you, you have a much better chance of surprising them and making yourself memorable. Okay, you are plotting in a war. <laughs> I can understand it's, that. Yeah. It's ended up being quite a motivating thing for me. But to answer your question, I don't think that I've, I don't think that I've experienced that I don't have any opportunity that that like I've been denied opportunities mm. because I'm a woman and I haven't had any of that experience watching right. others. If you just tuned in, we are chatting about a, I think, a fascinating but a very important topic. Really, women. Uh, and women being underrepresented in the advertising industry. So if you just tune in rather late, you'll find that, in fact, generally across this industry of advertising, that women are pretty well represented. But as you get to the to the upper echelons, including with this very important tag, executive creative director, that's where the problem comes in. And the figures are about 3% worldwide uh, of, of those ECDs, the top position there are are women, as low as 3% for what is in fact a very progressive but a very creative industry globally. So what needs to be done about it? Your thoughts are to 9110420707. I'll uh, get to some of the tweets just now. You can tweet to at Ashraf Garda, also use the hashtag media show. Three guests, you've just heard the voice of uh, Candace Hallens, who's the senior creative at uh, the agency Metropolitan Republic. We've got Sarah Dexter with us, who's a board member of uh, the ACA. And Jenny Glover is the joint executive creative director at uh, the agency network BBDO. Also member of the a board member of the creative circle Candice I just want to stay with you the point that you made about being sometimes underestimated by by clients so that that's interesting so what would you I mean clients obviously know the agency that's why they already work with them yeah. and what you're saying is are you suggesting that sometimes when they see uh, a female who's not just there but but who's effectively the decision maker on a, on, on a project I mean it, it, it seems like a blanket statement and I don't want to be accused of of anything strange but I mean it, uh, there are a couple of examples where like a five foot four woman walks into a room to sell a like five million rand campaign mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of a, a challenge for some people but also there are many clients that welcome it with open arms and don't think 
anything of it. So I can't say that it's something that I experience all the time, but it is something that I feel I have had to deal with and have had to work on coming up with coping mechanisms for and working on trying to find a way to to inspire myself with that underestimation instead of using it, instead of letting it get to me. Yeah, interesting one. Well, I'll tell you what, you can maybe comment about the Sarah Dex, uh, no, before I get to Sarah, sorry, Jenny Glover, I mean, interesting, talking about height, uh, Bonizwa from Natwood BBD Organist, I think she's rather short, but she's got so much spunk. I've never ever thought about the height. I just, I just think of a person who's got strong views on everything, isn't it? And absolutely, um, uh, you know, she's a firecracker of notes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just to, to Candice's point, I absolutely think, you know, um, advertising, you know, we operate within this world, and, and in this world there are people um, who are, you know, a little bit sexist or have, um, you know, very old-fashioned views. Um, and, you know, just because we're in advertising doesn't mean, you know, that everyone is, is, is very progressive. And I certainly know lots of cases where women have been, um, you know, um, if not directly told that unfortunately, um, you know, you can't have a family and do this job or, mm. you know, unfortunately we need a man for this job because we've got a car client, for example. Um, so there are stories like that. But, you know, the way I feel is that, you know, that's part of the world we live in. I'm not going to get caught up in that. Um, I'm going to be, you know, the best that I can be. And the way I feel is that if people don't hire me, it's their loss. Um, you know, so. Okay, some comments we've had. Lynette uh, Hundemark saying more female role models needed, and, and uh, the Bonizo one is a classic example. I think of someone who's an absolute role model uh, who's done pretty well. Julian, Julian Wrightford saying, uh, well, on the creative side, question because plenty in other roles, which I think is is uh, something we've uh, we've actually touched already. And Pomlani mm-hmm. uh, saying, well, the market is open for them, right? So are they keen? If they don't want, then. Nothing can be done. I wonder whether it's as simple as that. So the question then is uh, what can be done about this? If, if we agree, and I think everybody agrees, that certainly when it comes to senior positions, uh, women are underrepresented. So, Sarah Dexter, what can be done? I mean, you did say it's, it's up to the agencies, but, but is it really, you know, I mean, let's just talk about it bigger as, as a global industry. What is this discussion happening? Um, I don't know whether a discussion is happening. I think it's I think it's just the opportunities are actually there, and I think it really is up to individuals to decide. Um, sometimes, you know, your your life changes, and that's for males and females. And you just decide this isn't really for me. Um, our industry is also really, really um, known for being poached from from the marketing side, and mm-hmm. and particularly, funnily enough, it, it would appear, and I don't have any stats, that. Often um, the females doing very well in advertising are the ones that the clients actually poach and take to their side. The so same clients who underestimate them, just by the way. Okay. <laughs> some, <laughs> of yeah. them, some of them, yeah. Um, so, that, so that also causes a drain. But I think generally we just don't have enough people um, coming into the industry understanding that it's a, an amazing career for anyone, male and female. And and if and you really really can make your mark if you if you do well if you decide you're going to go all the way to the top I really don't think that there's much stopping you um, you just have to I think be excellent at your job mm. and and I think you have to communicate and if you have other priorities find a way of managing to balance them um, because I really don't think that's that's up to the industry or even into up to the the agencies themselves I think it's up to you and the the person I guess mm-hmm. in charge to say mm-hmm. how can we make this happen? I have a lot to contribute, um, but maybe I don't want to be here um, 
you know, 72 hours in a row, I, I would also like to have mm-hmm. a life in between. Mm-hmm. And how, how can we work around that? And the that? question is those that, that opt to be in. I mean, they certainly do well. I mean, maybe your debt is, is not, uh, from, from your organization, is not the executive creative director, but she's a senior person in, in her industry. And, and again, a very, very strong person. So the question about role models, when you have women at the top, uh, and again, I, I can only talk about my experiences dealing with them. They are so good that yeah, I, that so I never great. think about them as women. They're just very, very talented at, at, at what they do. I mean, how important is that, uh, in, in your opinion, in, just a, in terms of just changing the perceptions, Candice? I've constantly drawn inspiration from the formidable female forces that are leading the way in the creative industry. I mean, women like Jenny Glover, mm-hmm. and I could, I could, I could laundry list. All of them, but I won't. We'll probably ask you that just now. So let, let me get a quick call uh, from Charmaine. Hi, Charmaine. Hi. Yes, go, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm phoning from the car, so I don't think the sound effects are very good. But uh, look, I've just come from Cape Town, and my daughter's in advertising. She's mm-hmm. had a baby, uh, She and her copyright have both had babies, and um, they chose, they um, in fact asked the management whether they could um, take flexible time from, say, um, 12 o'clock until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, we know the industry, and they do a lot of overtime and all that sort of thing. Um, but um, what's happened, they've agreed to give her 40% of uh, her salary. Um, she now works this 12 o'clock until 5 o'clock. But the number of days while I was there that she was doing overtime, where she had to work the entire weekend, where she had to uh, come in early in the morning that they'd called a meeting, um, or that she was left late in the afternoon, or they were doing a pitch where they had to all come in and work together until all sorts of late hours. Nothing was adjusted in her salary, um, and I just felt that this was a bit unfair, and this is where I feel that um, perhaps a woman are discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Well, what's then happened to her? In a I beg di- your pardon? What's then happened? She, uh, took the, she took the pay cut, right? As you said, she's still working very, very hard. Has she then no, she accepted does. that she or, does. or what? She puts in a huge num- number of hours. She enjoys her job. Um, uh, she's, a, she's a very talented um, art director. And um, uh, she... she uh, but they've tr- because she's trying to do two jobs, you know, trying to still uh, take her child yeah, uh, to various things in the morning and then trying to fit in, you know, her full-day job, but taking 40% of the salary, um, you know, I just feel that's a bit unfair. Look, mm. we know that they have to work overtime and all that sort of thing, but the, the number of hours that she is working overtime where they can still... Um, say, well, fine, we're having a meeting this morning, um, yeah. we've all right. you to come you're, in you're at you're 7 o'clock point, in the morning. Okay, and, thanks for know? that. Charmaine, thanks for that very important issue you bring up. I think uh, appreciate that call, Jen, Jenny Glover. Maybe maybe you can comment about it. I mean, not not so much the specific case, right? But the fact that they almost allow you sort of to work half a day, but in reality, because of the nature of the work, you could be working even at midnight because you need to be thinking about something very really creatively. Yeah, look, um, that's the nature of the beast. Advertising is has always been like that, um, and um, those are the demands that our clients put on us largely you know um but you know it's also about um you know being in a i think being in a position of you have to understand the power that you have mm. um as a creative talent um the creative talent pool is very small 
um, you have to know that um, you know if they're uh, prepared to let you work half day, it means they really value you. So you have to march in there, and you know sometimes you're going to have to do early meetings. Sometimes you're going to have to work on weekends. Mm, mm, but mm. certainly, I think you have to draw the line somewhere, and you have mm. to let it. You have to let the management kind of, you know, know that um, that it's not acceptable when it's not acceptable. And, and run the risk of management saying clearly, you know, she doesn't fit in. I understand her need with a child, but uh, well, she is one not to watch out for the future because she can't really. She doesn't have long-term ambition in this company. I mean, that's absolutely, that that's, is a risk that you take. But you know that there are people that will hire you if you're good enough, mm. um, that, that will hire you and that won't think that way. And those are the people that you must work with. Uh, and that's what I said earlier. Like, I know that there are people that, that don't want me to run their agencies because I have a family and because I'm a woman and they think I can't work on a car account, which, if you know me, is, is massively ironic. But... Um, <laughs> You know, sorry for them because they're losing out. I'll work somewhere else. So think of agencies that'll take me on. So, so important issue that then what needs? I mean, we've got about five minutes remaining. So let's look to the future. What if we agree that there's a problem and it's a problem that that can't, you know, it can't be retained. Something needs to, something needs to give, Jenny. What what needs to be done? What would you do? I mean, I'm kind of with Sarah on this one that I don't think it's a, a, a special kind of effort to promote women in the industry um, because. You know, that takes away from, from those of us that have achieved by mm. digging our nails in and clawing our way to the top. It takes away from people who've, who've done that on their own steam. Um, what I do think we need to do, and this is like from your child at home um, right to the woman that worked for you in the, in the agency, is we need to teach women ambition. Um, mm -hmm. And we need to show them that this is absolutely, um, that they can do it, that they can balance a family, that they can do this career um, and be amazing at it. Um, you know, women have a huge amount to offer in advertising because it's a, essentially a manipulation game, and that's what we're good at. Um, so, you know, we have a massive advantage over our male counterparts. Okay, we'll go, we'll go into that whole debate about manipulation some other time. On well, another show, in yes. fact, yeah. All right. <laughs> Sarah, you, your thoughts? I mean, we touched on it before, but I mean, action plan? I, I agree with Jenny. I think um, women also just, there needs to be this fear taken out. Um, what Really, what have you got to lose if you speak your mind? And, and it's not about dem being demanding just an everything going your way. You, you need to understand compromise. So if you want that flexibility because you have chosen to have a family, and many women don't choose to, but mm, if you have mm. chosen to, and you still want to work in advertising because it really is the most amazing career to have, mm. then, then what are you going to give and what is the company going to give? And, and stop kind of worrying about what will people think and, oh, maybe it's never been done before. If it hasn't been done, then, then go and, and forge the way and, and maybe you will also be thanked you know, in, in years to come. For being this pioneer. Exactly. Well, well, you see, I, what I find interesting around this uh, issue is that we're talking about people working in a very, very creative industry, creative, so looking at creative solutions, right? So I, I would think, Candice, that in fact what should be happening is the entire industry needs to be saying, let's be particularly creative about how we're going to tackle this problem. Yeah, not, not even copy what other people do. It is an interesting dilemma, but I think that I, I mean, I agree with what the ladies have said. Artificially creating some kind of new model so that women can appear to be succeeding isn't going to solve the problem. I mean, you can look at creating scholarship programs that have guaranteed internships, but if you give those to women who are not super talented and willing to work really hard, then it's not going to work out. It's not going to 
It's not going to yield. Is, is it, isn't it the point that was already made that, that ultimately the biggest issue is to, as a senior person in a company, to have a chat with a woman and to encourage her to yeah. think uh, as ambitiously as possible. Think the other things will all fall yeah, into place. Yeah, I agree. Place. Think as ambitiously as possible. Believe in yourself. Have the self-confidence to go to management, to say what your boundaries are, know your worth and not shy away from the issues that are bothering you. So, Jenny, no thoughts then for a a, a women's movement within the advertising industry? Um, Not apart from the dinner parties that we already have, um, to talk about everyone behind their backs, but I just think that um, women need to pull up their socks and get in there. Um, That's my, my advice. Pull up their socks and get in there. Just a quick, quick one, Sarah, from, from run through some names. That, you know, we've mentioned some names, but others, women who've, who've really excelled in this industry. Well, I think on the creative side, obviously, Jenny is, is, is one name that mm, al- mm. always comes up. Mm, um, mm, mm. And then Fran, Fran Luckin, that mm, was at mm, um, Ogilvy mm. for many, right, many years, yeah. is, you know, I think someone that a lot of, lot of people look up to and say, hell yeah, she went and did it uh, and yeah, on her yeah. own terms. And... I think particularly actually broke through um, a very difficult boys club actually where, where she was and, and she made a fantastic name for herself. And then, then on the other side of it, because I think, you know, we have spoken very much about females in the creative side, but you've got a lot of women um, in the industry itself making a mark. I mean, Gillian was, is very, very well known in this industry, Certainly. ran a, a few agencies very successfully. Um, you've got Anne Yurok, who was a, a force to be reckoned with for, for many, many years. So I think um, there's plenty of role models out there if you, if you look around. Okay, and, and I'll leave a final word then to Candice Hallow, who <laughs> just happens to be a woman. Oh, I happen to be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the last message is. Maybe I, I feel like I've, I've pretty much said my best. I, I'm, I'm very inspired by the women at the top of the, at the top of the picking order and, I hope to be one of them one day. Well, I, I hope that you guys come back in a year's time and say, actually, you know what? That number of 3% has uh, shot up to like 15% in one year. This is why we've done that. We've been incredibly creative around solution solving. Uh, I'll be thrilled for that. Well, thanks so much for your time, all three of you. In fact, Candace Hallens, appreciate your input, as well as Sarah Dexter. Thanks for your time. And Jenny Glove on the line, appreciate your input. Fascinating discussion. Your thoughts, if you want to take it even further, just drop me an email, ashraf at safm.coza. Maybe we'll just look at another angle for next week. We'll see about that. Lots more to come. Including this is fascinating, is brand monogamy a myth? We'll find out. But before we get to that, it's time for cricket. The first one day here between South Africa and Zimbabwe. Here's Dean Duplessis.